Jimmy's Table. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. So this week was my wife and I's seventh wedding anniversary, and as I was trying to come up with a podcast idea, my wife suggested something along the lines of cultivating friendship in a marriage. And I was like, you know, honey... That's a great idea. I'm going to make a podcast about cultivating friendship in a marriage. So today is episode 81 in which I'm going to talk about that in light of my wife's very helpful suggestion. But before I do, I'd like to just play this happy anniversary song uh, sung by Fred Flintstone's friend Barney Rubble and his quartet of uh, fellas. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, pour a cheerful toast and fill it. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Well, thanks, fellas. It sure was. Happy anniversary, happy as can be. Celebrating Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. <laughs> so that, that uh, little clip there means a lot to, to me and my wife. Uh, my father, actually, every single year since my wife and I have been married, he has uh, sent me the YouTube link uh, to that song or has played it over the phone. Um, he's just always got a good chuckle out of it. And he knows we're kind of particularly cheesy, and he wants to celebrate our anniversary with us um, from afar. So he plays Happy Anniversary song every year for us. So anyway, I digress. It's enough about me. Let's talk about friendship and uh, cultivating friendship in marriage. So let's start out by asking, well, what is friendship? There's a number of definitions for friendship. Whether you're looking up the word in the dictionary or using it in the Bible, I think we, though, all have a basic understanding of friendship. It's kind of one of those things that transcends all cultures and all languages, and it's something that we all kind of just intuitively get and have likely experienced at some level. It basically boils down to two people who look at each other and say, you know what? I like that one right there, and I want to spend some time doing things with you. So, that's friendship in an essence. But, friendships come and go. We have friends in one season of life that we grow apart when we move into new seasons. My friends from childhood have now, as a, as a grown man in his late 30s, uh, become something of nothing but more than mere acquaintances and somebody I know on Facebook. Um, and even friends that I hung out with in college, they live all over the country and we rarely meet up. We pick up friends from work. We pick up friends from church, from our hobbies. 
and everywhere in between. Friends come and go. And most people only have a small handful of friends, and that small handful of friends gets even smaller as you get older. As we get older, our friends are fewer and far in between as as the demands of, of family, as the demands of work, as the demands of the difficulties of life just ultimately kind of strain and stretch most friendships. Of course, there are cool friendship movies and stuff out there that kind of remind us of the uh, kind of, uh, I guess, nostalgia that we all have with uh, friends. You know, the movie, there's a movie out there called Tag in which it documents these guys who no matter what they're doing, uh, for the rest of their lives, once a year, they get together and they play tag with each other like they used to as kids all over the country. And it just all randomly begins at one spot and the goal is to go tag all your friends, uh, as many of them as possible, uh, and so that they can rekindle their friendship, rekindle their childhood, um, and, and keep things going. Kind of a funny movie. Kind of recommended if you're looking for something a little goofy and a little sophomoric. Um, but what about friendship when it comes to your spouse? And this topic might be difficult for some because, you know, when you really think about it, <laughs> through marriage, your spouse is now family. And family can be difficult. As the idea of family is kind of a weighty thing, it implies oaths, it implies duties, it implies obligations. We're all kind of in it together, trying to take care of one another, uh, support each other financially, make sure food gets in our stomach, clothes on our back, and roof and shelter uh, over our heads. Uh, you don't usually associate those things too much with friendship. Most of our friendships don't really come with such baggage at the end of the day. Uh, friendship, while it can definitely have a sense of commitment um, to help someone you consider close to you uh, as kind of a voluntarily uh, point appointed family member um, for when they do go through hard times. But at the end of the day, most friendships tend to be built around the possibility of being carefree and just having a good time. We might support our friends through hard times, no doubt. We, we definitely have. I think we all have stories about supporting friends uh, through hard times. But when those friends' baggage remains perpetual and they just seem to be constantly weighing you down um, and they seem to be becoming more and more like family... Uh, friendships usually don't survive too much in the way of super heavy burdens for long periods of times, because at the end of the day, we want our friendships to be fun, casual, lighthearted, and carefree. We want somebody that we can just chill and have a good time with, and, you know, that's really kind of hard to find in family. It's family as much as you might love them, you know, you're responsible for them. You've made promises to them. There's expectations that come hell or high water that you're always going to be there for them till the bitter end and we understand that with friendship that as much as we'd like to think our friends are always going to be there for us we know there's this tendency to grow apart and 
that there's no obligation that ultimately ties us together like the obligation that we find through marriage or blood. It just usually doesn't exist. Um, And so the last thing we want is, you know, we already have enough going on with our families. Last thing we want is for a friend just to become another member of the family. That's not to say that you can't have some extremely close friends that are like family. And indeed, many of us would probably be able to identify with uh, friends that we find closer and have more love and affection for than even members of our own family. I think we can all agree with that, right? It's true. <laughs> you may not want to admit it, but uh, you know you have some friends that you would gladly take a bullet for uh, a, a bullet for, but uh, you know you might uh, think twice about some of your family, right? Some of them you might actually want to pull it, uh, put a bullet in. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, But for many of us, family is family. And friends are friends. But what about your wife? What about your husband? And this can be uh, particularly tricky. And as somebody who grew up in the evangelical Christian world um, and, and, and read books like I... Kissed Dating Goodbye by Josh Harris, as well as the sequel, Boy Meets Girl. Um, I went through a little phase in my life in which I sought to find as many female friends as possible. Um, because I was of the opinion that, uh, you know, you weren't really supposed to quote-unquote date as so much as you were supposed to build female friendships from which you could court uh, through other individuals that you're interested in, through the observation of your parents uh, and your church and all that fun stuff. And and some of you may find that a little weird, and <laughs> frankly it is. Uh, I'll tell you that as somebody who lived that um, and as somebody who now repudiates uh, Josh Harris's I Kiss Dating Goodbye. And good news is Josh Harris now has long kissed the I Kiss Dating Goodbye books and ideas away, the books that were so popular in the church uh, in evangelical circles for so long. But in spite of that, his ghost sort of still lingers. Um, and occasionally I still find the book for sale on Amazon. It's really weird. Uh, the book's long been discontinued from publishing, I believe. Yeah, it's still out there being circulated and sold. Anyway, I digress. Um, But eventually I came to the opinion that, you know, this entire idea of cultivating as many female friends as possible and to which you would find uh, a possible long-time life partner, spouse, marriage uh, person (laughs) to get married to, um, I eventually became of the opinion that it's not really possible to have strong friendships with individuals of the opposite sex. Especially especially if there is indeed any physical chemistry between you and the opposite sex. I know, maybe that sounds a little weird, um, too. You think I, you know, might sound like an idiot by saying that, but I, I believe it's uh, it's really true. Um, over time, that becomes nothing, I believe, uh, but a source of frustration, especially if you're only being friends with somebody because you're really looking them at them as a romantic long-term relationship, possible marriage person. 
only to find yourself one day ending up in the so-called friend zone. And believe me, gentlemen, <laughs> the last place you want to be is the friend zone. Been there, done that. Have so many t-shirts. It's difficult. It sucked. Don't recommend it. Um, but, you know, that physical chemistry that exists between a man and a woman that are so-called friends, um, yet uh, they seem to have some of those sparks out there. As you get older, uh, you know, it might be cute when you're in high school or college a little bit, but as you get older or get involved in other romantic relationships with someone else, those uh, female friends that you had chemistry with that you didn't end up with um, but I ended up with somebody else. That becomes very complicated. Um, so I've kind of taken, in my opinion, a when Harry met Sally sort of approach um, to to that idea. And, you know, the idea that a, a man would ever try to have um, close female companions that he is physically attracted to. It just... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just too pragmatic. I don't believe it's really possible. You know, it may exist for a season. I agree, it does. I, I enjoyed my friendships with girls <laughs> uh, for a season. But that ended up being also torturous for a season as well. Um, and you know, if you ever end up in the place where you actually do end up in a relationship with one of those individuals, um, you know, that it makes things all the more complicated especially if they know who those other female friends are <laughs> um and i think anybody who says that you know things can be otherwise and that oh yeah guys and girls who are physically attracted to each other uh can be friends you know i think such a person is being a little on the naive side um and they just don't understand the way the birds and the bees and life and our culture works or they're probably lying to themselves. So what place, you might ask, does friendship enter into the picture when it comes to love and marriage? Should spouses even be friends? Is it even possible for that to happen? And is marriage richer for cultivating friendship with your spouse? Or are you better off uh, not trying to even be friends? Well, it might be strange to think about your spouse as a friend because frankly, when I started dating my wife, I didn't do so with the intention of making friends. I went out with her because I saw the pretty picture on eHarmony.com. We had some fun conversation, very brief though, and then we decided to meet. And I went out with my wife, or who's now my wife, but uh, was then just some girl I met on eHarmony.com uh, because I saw she was physically attractive to me. We met and went on a date, and she I discovered she had a great sense of humor. She was easy to talk to. We had a lot in common as far as values, relationship with God, family, background type stuff. And I saw somebody who I was like, okay, this might have potential. I'd like, I'd like to get to know her a little bit better. Um, and so we continued to go on dates, and... You know, before we knew it, uh, we were in love and quickly got engaged. And within a year, we were married. 
And that's how it happened with my wife and I. And we talk about this story more at jimmystable.com. You can see the episode uh, where my wife actually came and talked on uh, my podcast before episode 20. Our story, God Bless the Broken Road. Check it out at the jimmystable.com episode 81 show notes. Uh, I have some links in there. You could just go to jimmystable.com and find it uh, if you want. Um, But you know, when it came to my wife and pursuing her, um, you know, I, I went in there not with the intention of making another female friend as I had tried to do in my early 20s. Um, because, you know, I tried that thing and, uh, I try, tried it a time or two over the years and it was frankly always a disaster. And why was it always a disaster? Because, well, guys and girls that are physically attracted to one another aren't meant to be friends. It's just that simple. <laughs> Uh, you know, they need to either pursue a romantic relationship or they just need to break it off. And, oh yeah, by the way, never try to be friends with your ex after you break up because you're really asking for it. Um, and had my wife and I not worked out as a relationship, um, we wouldn't have tried to be friends. I would have had no interest in trying to be friends with my wife after, um, you know, if we would have broken up. But... We did it. We got married, and we're still here uh, seven years to, uh, seven years later, for better or for worse, right? <laughs> um, but that still begs the question: Can you be friends with your spouse? I already said, you know, marriage comes with it, family comes with it. Your wife is your family now. Um, comes with it, uh, obligations, promises, oaths. Uh, just the everyday comings and goings of life, trying to keep each other alive, trying to pay the bills. You know, if you have kids, trying to raise kids and all that fun stuff. You have all those burdens, you have all those things happening. And it certainly, you know, doesn't actually give much opportunity to truly cultivate friendship um, because of the demands of family. But I believe at the end of the day, in spite of all that, I believe you should try to be friends with your spouse. You should try to be best of friends with your spouse. And I believe it is a very healthy thing to cultivate friendship in a marriage. In fact, I believe your marriage will be all the richer for it. Just as my wife and I, I believe our marriage is all the richer for our friendship. Um... But before we talk about friendship and a marriage, we need to understand that your relationship with your spouse isn't grounded in friendship first. And I think this is where a lot of people make a mistake. They, they want to be friends with their spouse. Um, and so they do everything to try to cultivate friendship um, with the spouse. But, you know, if you sit there and think about it, how often have you had to try to cultivate friendship with your friends. You know? I don't I don't think that's too often. If a friendship either works or it doesn't. And it works because you sit there and think, I like you. I want to hang out with you. We have some common things that we like to do together. Um, so let's get together and do those things and talk and laugh and have a good time. And that becomes the basis of all friendships. But f- marriage is not so much about those things, although it can definitely include those things. 
the cornerstone of marriage is not your friendship with your spouse. Rather, the cornerstone of your marriage is the covenant of marriage itself. If you base your marriage off whether or not you're friends with your spouse and that friendship is thriving, I believe your marriage is ultimately doomed to die. Friends can come and go, but marriage is supposed to be for the rest of your life. I believe that friendship is something that ultimately grows out of a healthy marriage. But before I am friends with my wife, I must be a husband to her. I must be a husband committed to my marriage who seeks love, honor, and cherish my wife. I must seek to love her, as the Bible says, as Christ loved the church. When my wife and I first started dating and got married, besides an intense interest in each other that came out of the mutual attraction that we had to one another in, in regard to looks and personality and values and all that sort of stuff, uh, to be honest, my wife and I really didn't have a lot in common apart from those things. A friend of mine even asked, you know, well, what hobbies and common things do you and your uh, girlfriend in, uh, have in common? You know, he was, he was kind of seeking this idea that, you know, I, that we typically have of, of relationships that, oh, that my wife and, or my girlfriend and I, we met, you know, at some sort of hiking event and we have an intense interest in hiking and hiking is what brings us together or we have an intense interest in some sport and that sport brings us together or we have an intense interest in the same music and that that music is something that brings us together and in truth if i if i'm to be honest my wife didn't my wife and i didn't really have a lot of hobbies in common um we like to cook and there, we like to go to church we liked a couple other little things together and eating out and whatnot, but that was about it. Um, but in, in, instead of it being, you know, our hobbies and interests that drew us together, I've discovered with, in my relationship with my wife that it was our common interest and commitment to each other that ultimately drew us together. And it is the commitment to my wife that I have made in marriage that allows that interest to grow. Um, and that interest that I have in her and that interest that she has in me, that common interest, from that, we have cultivated a great friendship and we discover things that we like to do together. Um... And now I'm at the point in my life that, frankly, there's really nothing I'd rather be doing than doing something with my wife. Don't get me wrong. I do things with other folks. I have other friends. But in almost everything, when I want to do something or experience something, I seek to do it with my wife first and foremost. Now, that's not to say we don't have things that aren't our own. We're not some sort of in some sort of unhealthy codependent thing um, of any sort. Um, we have our own things that we do independently of each other. We have our own TV shows that we like to watch on Netflix. 
Like right now, at the time of the recording of this podcast, my wife was thrilled that uh, this recording of this podcast episode tonight would afford her the opportunity to watch some things on the Hallmark Channel. (laughs) You can probably guess by my laugh that I don't really care for the Hallmark Channel. That's not to say that there aren't some good things on the Hallmark Channel. Some of the Christmas episodes can be mildly entertaining, right? Um, but, uh, you know, they're all pretty much the same episode, uh, the same show, just with different people on them, but, uh, but I digress. Uh, but you know, so what my wife and I, we have different tastes in some things that entertainment, uh, entertainment wise, uh, she has some different taste in music. Uh, in fact, I'm not even really a big fan of music. I can regularly go a long time without listening to music or even seeking to listen to music. My wife, I get in her car, and sometimes a random Miley Cyrus song is playing. <laughs> the Britney song was on. The Britney song was on. Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I, I will spare you any further high notes, uh, if it can rightly be called notes that I was singing. Um, whereas my, so my wife is jamming to the Miley Cyrus Britney song, and you get into my car. And uh, you'll probably find out that I'm listening to a podcast or talk radio, just to be truthful. So, you know, what can we do to cultivate friendship in our marriage with your wife or your husband? Um, You know, and there's all sorts of great articles out there that talk about practical how to do things to better increase your relationship with your spouse, to have that friendship, to have that Uh, genuine common interests that you take in one another so that you're not just companions who um, pay bills and eat food and take care of kids and then when all that's done and just stare blankly at each other. Uh, I know I've seen that. You've probably seen that. I had some friends growing up whose parents, uh, you know, went separate ways as soon as the kids were out of high school. Um, And in college, they just decided they uh, were on very different paths and lives in their life and had very different interests. And since the kids weren't there to keep them together, their relationship went south. And, you know, the, the marriage that they had was more or less, I guess. Uh, I, that's not to say I don't think that they didn't love each other. I think they did. But it had pretty much just become a business arrangement. Um, A way to take care of the bills, a way to ensure that your assets, your kids, uh, you know, were cultivated and invested in and flourished. And then as soon as that was all done, it's just like, well, I don't want just somebody to be my roommate. (laughs) You know, I want something more out of life than just a roommate, right? Um, So what what can you do? And, And there's all sorts of articles out there about... Oh, you can go on dates and make special times and send each other notes and, and you know, try to find common hobbies. And, and you know, I, I'm sure there's some sort of Cosmo magazine article out there and the, the grocery store aisle that you can pick up that tells you how to become better friends with your spouse, better friends with your husband, better friends with your wife. I'm sure all those exist and I'm not going to discount that they could be useful, but but honestly, I've never really been one to uh, kind of try to apply such formulas to my life. I don't try to do things to, to better 
increase my friendships with my friends. Um, I'm just friends with those people, right? And so I think all this effort at trying harder to be friends is is well-meaning, and I'm not going to say it's going to be not going to be beneficial for some, but it's really kind of contrary to the organic sort of way that friendships spontaneously form and are maintained. Um, that's not to say friendships don't require a little bit of work and a little bit of commitment. They, they surely do. But some sort of how-to guide um, of how to make your spouse be your friend is not going to help you make your spouse your friend. So what are you supposed to do then? Why have you listened to this podcast? What great piece of wisdom and advice can I give to you on how to cultivate a better friendship with your spouse? My advice is very simple. Focus on being a better husband. Focus on being a better wife. And practice the things that help you become, at the end of the day, a better spouse. Make time for them. Lift them up in the Lord and pray for them. Encourage them and help them bear their burdens. Eat together. Go on dates. Seek to love them in all things. Do things that cultivate intimacy. The things that ultimately make for a better marriage. And I believe if you both mutually commit to trying to make a better marriage then a lifelong friendship will simply organically grow. And I believe God will bless those efforts to make a better marriage. And he'll do that by giving you somebody that's truly a lifelong companion and friend. Somebody who you can share common interest with. Somebody who uh, you wake up every day and you can't wait to go do something with them instead of getting away from them and spending all the time in the office. <laughs> seen that, folks. I've seen that so many times. And I think the only cure for that, the only way you're going to ever truly become friends with your spouse, focus on making your marriage a healthy marriage. Because you are married first and foremost. And if you seek to do everything to love, honor, and cherish your spouse. All that other stuff, I believe it'll just naturally happen. It'll spontaneously happen as, as spontaneously as you have struck up other friendships over, to the, over the years to where you just see somebody and you're like, you know what? I like that one right there. And I want to spend time doing things with you. And that's certainly been the case in my life. And my wife and I, we have grown to discover um, all sorts of things that we love to do together. Um, and things that just make us feel like not only uh, a couple that's madly in love and a couple that is married uh, and happily married, but a couple that, frankly, feel like friends. And I can honestly say... My wife is my best friend and I wouldn't have it any other way and I'm thrilled and blessed to be able to have that because I know that's 
that's not everybody's lot in life. I know some people going through hard spots in their marriage. I know people whose marriages are just more or less business arrangements. You exist to help pay for the roof over your head to take care of your kids and to have somebody that can bury you one day, right? <laughs> and, and that's where you are. And you know what? I, I think for much of the history of the world, their marriages often ended up being like that. You know, they were little or, organic packs in which we got married just to be able to have the ability to produce offspring so we could have somebody to help, you know, with the farm and get through the winter months and take care of one another because we realized going through life alone was really difficult. And so cultivating a family of, uh, and, and marriage was a way to uh, do that um, was necessary for the survival of our species. So I get that. There's very much something to that about marriage. But I believe it can be so much more. To where you don't just have somebody you're living with for the mutual benefit of surviving. But that you can have somebody that who's truly a companion. Somebody in who your heart delights. Over the years, my wife, we've, we've cultivated our friendship. And, and now some of the things that uh, I used to like that she didn't like, well, she loves. And she might even love it more than me. Like, for example, ice hockey. When my wife and I first got together and we were dating, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks were in the midst of the pursuit of their second Stanley Cup. And I was over at my wife's house watching that on uh, the TV. And she was just kind of like, ah, okay, whatever. You know, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm going to fold some laundry. You enjoy the game. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm just going to go do my own thing. And... You know, I got all excited about the Stanley Cup and the Blackhawks won. And, you know, she didn't understand my joy. And she didn't understand this foreign game that she had really had very little exposure to. Why uh, her soon-to-be husband could have such interest in such a weird game. But then I was like, okay, babe. Well, you know, let's go to the game together. And I took her to a minor league hockey game. And she's become more of a hockey fan than I probably am ever since. She was just like, she was with me and she looked at the game and and whatever charisma that I had for the game and love that I had for the game and just being in that atmosphere. And she was just like, whoa, this is fun. And so now hockey is something that my wife and I bond together strongly over we we uh you know get the sports package on tv um we regularly go to local minor league hockey games we've even been uh to an nhl game together in raleigh with the blackhawks and the hurricanes and you know we uh, my wife has a custom made chicago blackhawks jersey a custom made carolina uh, or i'm sorry not carolina hurricanes but charlotte checkers jersey and and she roots and screams and hollers and, and wishes death upon the refs for bad calls. <laughs> Just like the rest of us, right? Um, but, you know, that's been a beautiful thing. And I only share that illustration not only because I love hockey and I think it's cute that she does. And I'm glad I have somebody to watch hockey games with me. Uh, and I'm glad she actually got to see the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup uh, a couple seasons later. 
uh, to her heart's delight. And her biggest regret in life is that she missed out on a second cup by not being excited about it when I was excited about it. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> but my wife and I, we have this common interest, this common bond, and it's from that that so much of our life joy springs up. Um, and that I believe only exists, it only exists because I've been committed to my marriage and doing what I can to make my marriage better. And as a result, I've found a fantastic friend, a friend that I plan on having the rest of my life. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 81, Cultivating Friendship and Marriage. Uh, Jimmy'sTable.com is the podcast website. You can email me, Jimmy at Jimmy'sTable.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would encourage you, please subscribe to it. You can do that by going to Jimmy'sTable.com slash subscribe and picking your favorite method of subscription. I'm This podcast is available on Apple Spotify, Google, uh, Stitcher, and all the other fun places that podcasts are found. If you have the opportunity to, share it with a friend. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. You can find the links at jimmytable.com. Um, I'd also encourage you, I have three episodes I've previously linked to uh, in the show notes at jimmystable.com uh, that I highly encourage you to listen to. Uh, episode two, Marriage is Stupidly... I'm sorry, let me say that again. Episode number two, Marriage is Stupidly Easy. Podcast episode number 20, Our Story, God Bless the Broken Road, which my wife came on and talked uh, with me and interviewed with me and talked about our story of how we found each other um, through our multiple engagements. <laughs> and uh, a special Valentine's Day bonus podcast episode I put out earlier this year about three keys to a better marriage. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com where I'm having conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. God bless everybody. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Take care and see you soon. Air Smudge.